Are you unreasonably hospitable? When was the last time you bought a product or purchased a service and received more than you expected? That's the subtitle of Will Gadara's book, Unreasonable Hospitality. Quote, the remarkable power of giving people more than they expect. I recently finished the book, it's on Spotify, and I found it incredibly inspiring. The focus is on restaurants, but stories and lessons in the book could apply to most businesses. Today, I'll highlight a few of my favorite parts of the book. First, quote, their perception is our reality. The concept here is that a customer's perception of a product or service is the creator's reality, to respond to as they wish, ideally to bring joy to the customer. This is a twist on the customer is always right, because the truth is that the customer isn't always right. Their perception, however, is true to them, and that matters. The book provides a specific example about a customer sending back a steak because it wasn't cooked medium rare. The server's instinct was to correct them. Objectively, the steak was actually medium rare. But Gadara points out that in the eyes of the customer, the steak wasn't prepared the way they wanted. Correcting the customer is effectively shaming them, which gets in the way of connection. This advice hit home with me perhaps more than anything else in the book, and it's left me struggling how to proceed. I have a strong distaste for misinformation, particularly when it involves a false assumption about a publisher's intentions. For example, quote, the publisher clearly was trying to save a few cents on X component, or quote, the publisher knows exactly what they're doing in stirring up this drama. And my instinct when faced with it is to provide the facts. Yet I know this is patronizing, which isn't good. I need to work on the fine balance between hearing a customer's frustrations while also providing information with the intent of serving them. Importantly, Gadara also mentions that there's no tolerance for a customer to abuse, harass, or threaten his staff. There's a civil, constructive way to provide feedback or share your perception. Number two, remove customer anxiety. I recently went to a pretty nice restaurant in St. Louis where we ordered appetizers within a few minutes. We had looked at the menu in advance, but then we didn't see the server again for the next 30 minutes. Well, we saw them, but they avoided our table. We couldn't order our entrees and we were increasingly hungry while we waited for the appetizers. I've worked as a server at a few restaurants, and I learned quickly that leaving your guest in the dark, especially without something to munch on, creates anxiety. It's not a good way to start the meal. Rather, I tried to do everything I could to ease that anxiety by having something they could eat while waiting for their order and checking on them subtly or overtly in the meantime. Compare this to Gadara's method at 11 Madison Park and fine dining restaurants in St. Louis, including the big three, Bull Rush, Vicia, and Mainlander. The restaurant has a bite of food ready for you to eat as soon as you arrive. It's a way to immediately address customer anxiety. It says, we were expecting you and we're ready to take care of you tonight. I read this chapter around two weeks into the shipping process for Wormspan, a process we expected to take around four weeks total given the number of orders. It's usually around this time that we send a shipping update to all customers who haven't received a tracking number, which hopefully addresses some of the anxiety I mentioned. But the book inspired me to do a little more. In the update, I sent a special link to those customers so they could check out Wormspan on Tabletopia. The public Tabletopia launch will happen on the retail release day, March 29th. A sort of an amuse-bouche while they wait for their copy to arrive. Number three, lead with vulnerability. There's a great section in the book about how Eleven Madison Park started asking guests not what they what not just what they couldn't eat, like allergies, but also which ingredients they didn't want to eat. At first, when they implemented this, guests didn't say anything. Perhaps they didn't want to seem picky in front of others. Then Gadara tried asking a little differently. Before the question about ingredient preferences, he told a table that he doesn't like sea urchins. As soon as he revealed this, a small moment of vulnerability, the guest opened up about a few ingredients they didn't like, allowing the restaurant to better serve them. 
This is one small example of the power of leading with vulnerability. It's something I tried to do on this blog, but it's something I can definitely do more of, especially when addressing concerns about our games. I think it's okay for a publisher to say, we made a mistake, or that's a great idea, we didn't think about that. If customers appreciate that type of vulnerability and accessibility, I think it helps if they don't use these admissions as gotcha opportunities. We can make things better in the future together. And last, improvisational hospitality. The book builds to its most famous chapter, one that is referred to in the TV show The Bear and Gadara's TED Talk. It's about how Eleven Madison Park started using a combination of research and well-intentioned well eavesdropping to provide special gifts and experiences for customers. For example, they overheard a family visiting from a much warmer climate mention that they were amazed by the thick blanket of snow enveloping New York City. They had never seen snow before. The server passed on this information to the, to the person in charge of creating legends, as EMP calls them, and they arranged for a car to pick up the family at the end of the meal and take them and several sleds they bought to a hill in Central Park so they could go sledding. I discussed this type of unreasonable hospitality in a previous blog post, and my takeaways at the time were, one, A, there's a, this time, there, a, there's a huge value in actively listening to your customers to learn about who they are as people. And B, it's ultimately about the story you're able to create. Small acts can lead to big, memorable stories. This applies to narrative game design just as much as it does to customer service. I loved listening to the audiobook of Unreasonable Hospitality, and I highly recommend it to anyone looking for ways to better serve and bring joy to their customers. I'd love to hear your thoughts about the categories above or anything else from the book in the comments below.